Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, it's your old pal, Dr. Steve, and we had a call after uh, the show, and I uh, decided well, we'll just put it up as a, as a premium episode just for the hell of it, because it's a great question. So uh, we've got Alex on the line, and let me bring him in. Alex, are you there? Is it Alex? Did I get that right? Yes, sir. All right. Calling from area code Sorry, 202. I don't know that. Oh, not you, Alexa. Not you. See if she responds to that. Okay, yeah. Um, so, what do you got, man? That's a great question. Yeah. So, my wife actually brought this one up. So, uh, the connection between uh, a crease in the earlobe—I think they call it Frank Sign—and heart disease. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the validity of that. Um, I do have a calcium score of zero, but I do have high blood pressure, smoker, alcoholism, all that. So, what are your thoughts? There? Okay. Well. Um, it's an excellent question. You know, cardiovascular disease is one of the world's largest killers. 800,000 people die from cardiovascular disease every year in the United States. And it costs $200 billion a year. And, uh, you know, if we had an inexpensive marker that allowed for early intervention, that would be awesome. And, um, one of these markers is, uh, the presence of a diagonal 
earlobe crease or a DELC in coronary artery disease. And there's some correla- correlation between that and the extent and severity of coronary artery disease independent of cardiovascular risk factors. Um, uh, you know, uh, let me see if I can get, I'm going to do some PubMed stuff and see if there is um, any um, uh, numbers that I can throw at this as far as risk factors. So, uh, yeah, here's a study on diagonal earlobe crease as a significant marker for coronary artery disease as a case control study. So that's really, you can't really do a double-blind placebo-controlled study on looking whether somebody has an earlobe crease. Uh, so what they, they looked at 200 participants uh, and looked uh, for earlobe creases and then followed them over time for uh, uh, coronary artery disease. And they said out of the 200 patients, 126 were males, 74 were females. Of the 100 cases, 76 had um, the diagonal earlobe crease and 24 had no crease, where amongst the 100 controls, 36 had the DELC and 64 had none. So they had 100 people that um, uh, had early heart disease, and then they had 100 controls uh, that didn't have early heart disease. And what they found was the ones that did, 76% of those had it, and of the ones that didn't, 36 didn't, or 36 had it. So you got to subtract 76 divided by 30. So that'd be 40. So it's a 40% increase. And they said the prevalence of diseases such as hypertension, diabetes, smoking among the cases and controls were 66%, 53, and 27. So it was marker for other things as well. And so they, their conclusion was there's a significant association between the DELC and coronary artery disease. And this was the first case control study uh, disclosing this important co- correlation. in South, This was in uh, South Asia. So, yeah, it's interesting. So here's the thing. Uh, if we're going to throw this in as another risk factor, this is a risk factor. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Like you, if you smoke, you yep. can quit smoking. If your cholesterol is high, you can get it down either with medication or diet. If you're diabetic – you can get it down with medication or diet, but this earlobe crease, nothing you can do about it. So if you are at some increased risk of heart attack and stroke just based on this, and notice there were, you know, 36 people had it and didn't have any heart disease at all. So it's not a, having this doesn't doom you to to a heart attack or a stroke. It merely is a marker for increased risk. But if you know that you're at increased risk, then you have to get all these other risk factors under control. Or, you know, I I have every right to just call you a dumbass, right? Because, if you you know, if you know, like there's somebody gunning for you uh, and it's going to run into your car, you'd be stupid not to wear your seatbelt that one day, at least even if you don't ever wear your seatbelt any other day. So if you have an increased risk of heart attack, then you've got to modify all your other risks to, to, to uh, bottom that out as far as you can so that you could be in that group of people, the 36 people out of 100 that have the crease but don't have heart attack uh, or stroke. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, moderating. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because – uh, sorry, it, it's no, interesting because it's such a visible, uh, it's such a visible indicator. Yes. And now I got something else to to, to stress about when I look in the damn mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it should just look knowing that you have a risk factor for something in a normal situation will mean that 
you're less likely to die from it because you know about it. So people who have familial polyposis or someone that's had a colon polyp that knows they're at increased risk of colon cancer are less likely to die from it because they're going to go do the colonoscopies every year that are required to uh, make sure they catch it early enough so they can cure it, right? So this is the same kind of thing. When you look at that, that is just a thing that's going to encourage you to um, get your cholesterol down, get your weight to its normal weight, increase your exercise, you know, stop drinking and uh, quit smoking or whatever and get your cholesterol under control and your blood pressure and all that stuff. You know, the, it's, it's, it. It, it's something that you can use as a tool to encourage you rather than to use it as a device that just increases your anxiety, you know? Exactly. Uh, what, one last uh, question about yeah. that. So physiologically, what, what, do you, what causes the ear yeah. to crease? Is that a circulation thing? or I doubt it. I, I think this is probably one of these things where you have a gen- genetic propensity for uh, filling up your coronary arteries with atherosclerotic plaques. And one of the consequences of that gene is that during development, your earlobe develops this external sign that you can see. Because we know these genes are oh, you know, multifaceted. They do lots of different things. It's just like certain medications like aspirin will prevent heart attack and stroke, but it also is good for an ankle sprain, you know. And, uh, and if given to right. young kids, they'll get Rye syndrome. So it does, you know, aspirin does all kinds of crazy things that are completely separated. And genes have, have multiple purposes as well. And it is weird that a gene that would uh, code for a, a shape of your earlobe would also have something to do with uh, stroke and heart attack risk. But, you know, there you go. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, change your outro uh, to check your stupid nuts for lumps and check your earlobes for creases. For creases. Okay, I'm going to throw that in there. You're absolutely right. (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. All right, thanks, Doc. Okay, buddy. All right, take care. All right, buddy. All right, bye. All right, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for hanging in there.